this is why people's life don't look like what they know. You know how people be like, I know that already. I heard that already. I learned that years ago. Like, you know, so I be teaching like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know sugar, but like, yeah, like, I know I need to be drinking water. Yeah, I know I need to exercise. Like this is why most people know more than what their life looks like. If you constantly have to say, I know that already, it's because your life is not evidence of what you know. And your life is not evidence of it because even though you've collected the information, you've done all these things to hoard this information, you are unable to execute on it because you have some deep-seated issues, emotional issues. In other words, just somewhere in your life where you're being disobedient and it's too hard to be obedient. And so as a result, I'm gonna keep this weight on. It's a security blanket for me, right? I'm gonna stay bound to this medication because at least... You know, if I get to distract myself with doctor's appointments and medication and, and days where I ain't feeling well and weeks where I ain't feeling well, then I don't have to deal with the real issue, which is I'm still grieving over the loss of that marriage. I'm feeling unwanted. I'm feeling unloved. I'm scared to leave a job that I absolutely loathe. Right. And so I, I can't let go of this food. I can't do what I know because I'm too stretched. I'm too thin emotionally. Right. I'm too unfulfilled. I'm too confused about what I'm supposed to be doing. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Hey listener, a quick note about this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you're interested in Farm to Table, my plant-based coaching program, then you should know Farm to Table is now part of a larger container, which is my plant-based mastermind, Clarity. Clarity is a year-long mastermind where you'll be working with me to first and foremost optimize your health with a plant-based lifestyle. Then we're going to leverage that health to master your emotional intelligence and your execution quite similar to the things I talked about in this episode, right? So I realized after teaching this program for so long, the need to not just do the health component, but also to dig deeper and do the self-awareness and the emotional intelligence work that's necessary to surrender to a life of obedience and finally start doing the things you want to do. And so if you're interested in taking a plant-based approach to optimizing your health, and then leveraging your health to surrender to obedience, Clarity is the place for you. So click the link in the show notes to apply for Clarity. Enrollment is open through the end of January, 2024, and you'll start working with me in February of 2024. Clarity only opens once per year. I hope to hear from you soon. What's up, y'all? I want to talk about the hardest thing about living a plant-based lifestyle today. You know, I'm coming off of a retreat. This past weekend, I brought the clients in my mastermind to a retreat and we had some really deep, good conversations and something came up 
that I want to address today. And it's essentially the hardest thing about living a plant-based lifestyle. And what's crazy is what we perceive it to be is nowhere near what it is. I mean, like it's not even close. Like when people are trying to adopt a whole food plant-based lifestyle and really trying to live at a high level, they think what is going to turn out to be the simplest things are going to be the hardest things about living this lifestyle, right? And I want to break that down for you because I've been a health coach for over eight years and I'm a plant-based health coach. So I've helped literally hundreds of people with the adaptation of this lifestyle. And I have realized that there are literally two camps of people. And for those people, there are very distinct challenges that they have with adopting this lifestyle. And everybody falls in one of two camps, like nobody's special. There's only two camps of individuals when it comes to adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle. And there are two magnanimous, like large, like insanely huge challenges that accompany each one of those camps. So I want to break them down. But what people think is hard about this lifestyle is not nearly what's hard about this lifestyle. And so let me break that down for you because I think we have the entire, per, our entire perception of this lifestyle is skewed. Like our entire perception about what's challenging about living a plant-based lifestyle is completely skewed. And being a coach over eight years, I realize now, and then after this past weekend and talking to some of our, our graduates of my Farm to Table plant-based coaching program, I realized what the true challenge of this lifestyle is. So I'm about to tell you what those two camps are so you can decide which one you fall into. Now, I want you to lean in and listen to this very closely because both camps are going to require some heavy lifting. So regardless of what camp you fall into, they are both going to require some really, really, really heavy lifting. And I want you to be receptive to that because here's what people think that is completely wrong about living a plant-based lifestyle, okay? What people think about living a whole food plant-based lifestyle that is completely wrong is that the most challenging things are going to be things like, what do I eat? How do I get my protein? How do I get everything I need, my vitamins and sustenance? Like, how do I travel on a plant-based diet? Like, Lisa, what do you do on Thanksgiving and Christmas? Like, how do I engage with my friends and family who are still eating this way? They wonder, like, what do I do if I have a spouse who lives in a house with me? who is not interested in going plant-based. I got to make two meals. And so that's what people think is the most challenging part about living a whole food plant-based vegan lifestyle. They think it's the day-to-day stuff. Like, okay, if I want to eat out now because I don't feel like cooking, where do I go? Or they think I can't cook. You know, I can't eat out anymore. I have to cook everything and I don't have time for that. So this lifestyle is not available to me. And they're like, I don't know, you know, how to navigate the daily nuances of not eating meat. Lisa, I was raised on animal products. Like, All I know is chicken, fish, eggs, dairy, turkey, like yogurt. Like, I don't know. So people think, like they really believe that that is going to be the hardest part about living this lifestyle. And that is 100% true. Let me break down the truth for you, okay? If you're new here, what up though? I'm Lisa Hayes-Smith, plant-based health and business coach. I've been specializing in helping individuals take a plant-based approach to chronic lifestyle disease for many years now. I have a signature plant-based program called Farm to Table. And I also have a signature plant-based coaching certification called the Plant Protocol, the first to be founded by a person of color. So I do nothing but live and breathe plant-based nutrition, all right? Whether you're an individual who's trying to live it or a professional who's trying to become a coach, I help both camps. So let's talk about it. Dawn said, egg, veggie, hold the egg. 100%. Listen, I got some avocado toast this morning. And she's like, uh, I was like, what comes on it? And she's like, it has egg and this and that. I was like, oh, no egg. And she was like, oh, we could put it on the side. 
I said, oh, no, I'm not going to eat it on the side either. <laughs> I don't eat eggs, ma'am. I, I don't eat animal products. She was like, oh, OK, because <laughs> I don't like to tell people when I'm ordering I'm vegan. I just tell them what to hold, you know, because it'd be a whole other issue. I said, no, I'm vegan. But I'm like, no, just hold the egg. OK, <laughs> but anyway, let's get into it. So the two camps, the two camps. When it comes to adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle and you get to decide which one you're in, all right? And I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm in the first camp. So let's go over the first camp. So after years and years and years of running my plant-based coaching program, Farm to Table, and helping people better understand the benefits of a whole food plant-based lifestyle and how to adopt it, here's the first camp of individuals. The first camp of individuals are individuals who do nearly everything we coach and teach them to do and they get results almost right away, right? So they give up the animal products, they give up the SOS, the salt, oil, and sugar, and they start, they like follow the protocol. Like, so the first camp of individuals, they follow the protocol and they start getting results. They're going towards their health goals. So that means they're losing weight. Their cholesterol is going down. Their blood pressure is going down. Their blood sugar is stabilizing. Their energy levels shoot through the roof. They're sleeping better. Their skin starts clearing up. Like any markers for inflammation in their body starts going down. Their blood starts flowing properly. They start eliminating properly. Like no more gut issues, no more constipation issues. Like this camp of individuals, like they come in, they learn the information. That's important. They come in to the program. They learn the information and they execute, right? Like no hesitation. They say, okay, Lisa, you said do what? You said, oh, stop drinking the coffee because it's okay. You said, stop adding sugar to, okay. You said, don't even do coconut oil, even though it's vegan. Okay. And they go in and they get the results. Like their body starts changing, their mindset starts changing and they get the results and they feel amazing, right? But here's the hardest part about a plant-based lifestyle for those people, right? Like they navigate all the stuff that they thought was going to be hard. Where do I get my protein? Do I got to take supplements? How do I dine out on a plant-based diet? Lisa, I got an event coming up at a conference or I'm going on a cruise or I'm going to a wedding. It's not going to be nothing for me. They take all of our advice and our best practices for navigating all of those things. They put them into play and they execute and they're living a plant-based lifestyle. But here, and this is me, this is the camp I fall in. And here is the biggest challenge. This is the hardest thing for those individuals with living a plant-based lifestyle they very quickly realize that they are back on the hook. They very quickly realize that they are now responsible for doing everything they said they wanted to do and that they were going to do back when their health was a liability. Now that they've executed, they've gotten the results, they feel better, they feel good, they're coming off the medications, like this new version of them is being unveiled very, very quickly. The hardest thing about living a plant-based lifestyle for those people who execute right away and do everything and follow the protocol is that they quickly realize that they now feel good enough to do everything they both want to do and need to do. And they quickly realize that they are now back on the hook. They are now essentially responsible for everything that they said they initially were going to do. Now, let me tell you why this is hard. Because now their health is no longer a liability. It is now an asset, which means what? They now have no excuses. So what happens? That means that all of the things that were previously in the way of them executing are now out of the way. And now they have to come face to face 
with some real underlying issues. So the, before they thought their weight was the issue. They thought their low energy was the issue. They thought the fact that they couldn't get a good night's rest was their issue. And they weren't completely wrong. But now that all of that is out of the way, now that they're plant-based and they're feeling amazing, they now have to come face-to-face with their fears. They now have to come face-to-face with their laziness. They now have to come face-to-face with their procrastination. Because listen, this is what happened to me. I'm gonna give you three examples. The first is I'm not chronically fatigued anymore. I'm not chronically fatigued anymore. I actually have the energy to execute. Like before I used to be like, oh, I went to my nine to five. I came home and I'm too tired. I'm sleepy. I'm exhausted, right? And so how can I work on my business? How can I work on my book? How can I execute on my assignment? Like I'm too tired to do that stuff, right? And so now that I'm, I've adopted this plant-based lifestyle and now that I feel absolutely amazing, I no longer have the excuse of being tired all the time to not do what I was called to do, to not execute on my assignment, to not go out and be a better parent, friend, mother, whatever, to not go out and volunteer like I've been talking about I want to do for years, for not you know showing up and putting that plan together for helping out children or seniors or working with some disadvantaged segment of the population. Like I'm not tired anymore. So now what's my excuse? Now I got to come face to face with the truth, which is my issue with procrastination, my issue with perfectionism, my issue with laziness, my issue with fear. Because look, I no longer get to say I'm chronically fatigued. Now I don't have brain fog anymore, y'all. Oh my God. When I got all of the dairy and the meat out of my diet and I no longer had all of this chronic brain fog, when I got the sugar out of my diet and I no longer had brain fog, now I have the creativity and the mental clarity to produce intellectual property. I have no excuse not to record that podcast. I have no excuse not to write that book. I have no excuse not to create that curriculum. I have no excuse not to craft that pitch to that company or that organization for that opportunity I want to go after. I don't have brain fog anymore, right? I can think clearly now. But this is the hardest thing about living a plant-based lifestyle for this first camp of people. All of their excuses quickly melt away with their weight and their inflammation. (laughs) See, when you go plant-based and you do it in the proper way where you're whole food plant-based, you're not a junk food vegan, you're not a comfort food vegan, you're not a flexitarian, like you go all in because you really believe in the power of plants, like you're plant positive is what we call it in Farm to Table. Not only does the weight melt away, right? Not only does the chronic health challenge melt away, not only does the gut issues melt away, not only do the skin issues melt away, but the excuses melt away. Yeah, I'm not tired anymore. I don't have brain fog anymore. I now have to execute. And now now I have to sit and do a hard look at myself in the mirror and say, wow, I'm still not executing. All this time I thought it was because my health was a liability, but now that it's an asset and I feel good enough to do what I feel I was called to do, I'm still not producing. So now the hardest thing about living this lifestyle is not how I'm gonna get my protein. It's not, you know, how I'm gonna eat at the family barbecue. It is literally... I'm really lazy. (laughs) Yo, I really got deep-seated fears that's stopping me from showing up that I now got to unpack and under. This is the hardest thing about living a plant-based lifestyle. It gets you so healthy that you have to do the personal development work to be who you were called to be. This is wild. Listen, I'm not insecure about my body anymore, y'all. I don't know if y'all know my story, but a whole food plant-based lifestyle has helped me maintain a 65-pound weight loss. So listen, I'm not insecure about my body anymore. Like I am completely confident in the skin that I am in. Like my weight is no longer a security blanket for not showing up anymore, right? And so now that I am secure in the body that I'm in, like I I show my arms, I show my belly, I show my legs. Like now 
that I'm no longer insecure in my body, there's no reason not to go after the opportunity or say yes to the opportunity that requires me to be in front of the camera, on the stage, in the spotlight. I done lost the weight. I done did the work. Like that's no excuse anymore. Like I I now have to turn on the camera. What's my excuse? Now I actually like what I see in the mirror now. This is the hardest thing about living a plant-based lifestyle. Because listen, everything people are worried about, about what to eat, what to drink, where to shop, you know, supplements and all of that nonsense. There is like a bottomless amount of information, coaches, books, doctors, resources, studies that are available. Now you can get a coach like myself who can condense it for you, disseminate what's good and what ain't and distribute it to you. But the point is that ain't really the challenging part. Like how many times we got to tell you that you don't get protein from meat? The animal is the middleman. All protein comes from plants. I can solve your protein issue in 30 seconds. That's not the problem. Okay. All amino acids come from plants. When you eat the chicken and the turkey and the pig, you're just eating the middleman. We're going to take out the middleman, go to the source. You are not going to have a protein deficiency on a whole food plant-based vegan lifestyle. I can solve what you really think is your biggest problem in 30 seconds. What's going to take way more time And energy is getting to the root of your laziness, your procrastination, your perfectionism, and your fears. Because now that you feel better and good enough to execute on what you know you were called to do, now you got to explain your disobedience to God. That's the hardest part about being plant-based. I mean, I can give you an app to find vegan food around you when you travel. It's called Happy Cow. There you go. Two problems solved in 30 seconds. Where I eat when when I'm traveling, use the Happy Cow app and find vegan food near you. I do it all the time. All the time. Like that's not your biggest issue, right? I'm telling you right now. So that's the first camp. That's the first camp. The first camp of individuals is the individuals who actually come in here. They come in the farm to table or they come in the coaching program with me and they execute. They're like, Lisa, I've been listening to you for a long time. I've been watching you for years. I'm finally pulling the trigger on working with you. Just tell me what to do. I love these people too. Cause you know, I ain't, we ain't got to argue back and forth about why they still eating sugar in week four when I told them four weeks ago to stop it. Like they do it. They like, okay, boom. You said satisfy my sweet tooth with this instead. Got it. I'm going to do what you say. Lisa, I've been following you for too long. I might as well surrender to the process. Like, but the people who surrender to the process very quickly realize they have to face all of these other underlying challenges they have and these gaps they have in their person. Okay, so that's the first camp. Let's talk about the second camp. So what's the hardest thing about being plant-based for the second camp of individuals? So if the first camp of individuals are people who who come in straight away and surrender to the process, the second camp of individuals is, you guessed it, (laughs) the people who come in and fumble the ball from day one. Like they come in and they talk a good game too. They be selling me like, yep, I'm ready. (laughs) I'm sick of being overweight. I'm sick of looking in the mirror and not seeing what I like. I'm sick of waking up every day with stomach issues. I'm sick of having to, you know, go, I can't travel because I got these stomach and these gut issues. I'm I'm sick of this, Lisa. I'm sick of going to the doctor and my numbers keep, I'm sick of the doctor recommending a medication every time I go to the doctor. So they be selling me a dream. They be telling me they tired of being tired. And so they're like, I'm going to come in, I'm going to do the work. But guess what this camp of individuals does, y'all? They come in a farm to table. They come into a coaching session with me. They come into our group coaching program and they done sold me a good game. They done gained me all the way to the classroom, okay? And they get in here, y'all, and they fumble the ball so hard. They fumble the ball so hard. Like they might have a few results in the beginning. Like they try and start off pretty good. Like, okay, I win my first week. No dairy, Lisa. I didn't touch the cheese, right? But very quickly, this camp of individuals 
They eventually succumb to the cravings. They eventually succumb to their food addictions. Like they eventually go back like, Lisa, I, I slipped up. I had wings and I slipped up. I had donuts as well. I slipped up. I went back to all oh, the bacon was smelling so good. Lisa, now let me tell you what the biggest challenge is for this camp of individuals. So the camp of individuals who come in and they fumble the ball almost immediately, even though they talked a real good game about how ready they were to come get this health. This group of individuals, just like the first camp of individuals, they come in and they learn the information. So that's what both groups have in common. The ones who come in and do really well on the plant-based lifestyle and the ones who come in and really struggle with the plant-based lifestyle, they both learn the same information. So let me be crystal clear. The understanding of like the nutrition science, the lifestyle science, the lifestyle practical approach to living this lifestyle that we teach them, we give them recipe book, we give them recipes, we do cooking demos with a plant-based chef. We tell them everything to swap out in a substitute. I tell them where I shop. I tell them my favorite vegan chef influencers on Instagram, where to get meal. Like I give them all of my resources. I give them everything, right? So both camps, they learn the information equally. There is no gap in their understanding of the information. But let me tell you why this second camp fumbles. This second camp quickly realizes, and they don't quickly realize it, but I realize it as their coach, is that what they thought was their issue, which was a gap in their knowledge and a gap in their understanding of living this lifestyle, when that gap is filled, when they now understand the source of protein, when they now understand how to get all of their vitamins and minerals and how not to have a nutritional deficiency on a plant-based diet, when they now understand how to shop and everything and they still can't follow directives, it's because their issue was never a gap in information. Their issue was emotional. Their issue was unfulfillment. Their issue was grief. Their issue was disobedience. So this camp of individuals who come in, they get the same information the first group got, but the reason they can't take the exact same information and turn it into a healthy lifestyle and the health status that they desire it's because their issue is not an understanding of food and where to eat and how to cook without oil. Their issue is that they are literally being disobedient in life somewhere in some area in their life. It's usually in their career or in one of their relationships, right? Or in their own personal perspective of who they are, meaning their confidence, their courage, that most of them have, a lot of them have I'm not enough syndrome. And this camp of individuals, the reason they can't give up the sugar, even though I've taught them everything there is to know about sugar, the reason they can't give up the dairy, the reason they can't give up the fast food is because sugar is not their problem. It's their answer. Sugar is not their problem. It's their answer. They thought if Lisa just gave me six ways to satisfy my sweet tooth instead of a Snickers bar, then I would be able to do it. Until I come in and give that to them and they keep going back to the drug because the drug is helping to create an alternate reality for them because their current reality is unbearable. Because they keep waking up being disobedient, going into the job that they've hated, that they outgrown five, 10 years ago, but they're too scared to move. And so they need something when they come home after the long day to make them feel better. It doesn't matter how bad that I teach them that it is. That doesn't matter anymore because I need something to fill the gap of emptiness and unfulfillment that I have. This camp of individuals who cannot execute on a plant-based lifestyle, even after we give them all the pro tips, all the best practices, hold their hand and walk them through everything their issue is not the food. The food is the solution to the real issue. 
And if they give up the food, then they have to face the real issue, which is, man, I've been in this relationship. I've been in this situation. I've been, you know, depressed. I've been feeling like I'm not enough, that my voice is not good enough. I've been feeling inadequate. I've been feeling not smart. I've been feeling unfulfilled. I've been feeling inferior. And because I don't know how to deal with that, I'm going to use food. I'm going to use alcohol. I'm going to use sugar to make me feel better about those things. And even though I've joined the program and hired a coach that's going to teach me the mechanics of how to give this stuff up, that won't work unless I do the deep level personal development work of why haven't I created an exit strategy from this job? Why am I so afraid to leave? Why am I so afraid to speak up for myself in these situations and these circumstances? Why am I so afraid to tell this institution that I can't take it anymore and I don't want to be here? And because now they have, they got real emotional issues. So these are the two camps of people that I see. And that's what's truly hard for both camps about living the lifestyle. The first one gets so healthy. They do everything they need to do because they don't have deep seated emotional issues or disobedience. They just have like gaps. Like they have uh, laziness issues. They have procrastination issues. They have perfectionist issues. They have fears. And let me tell you something about what happens when you get healthy enough to do what you were called to do and you still don't do what you were called to do. When people, when all of those things are out of the way, did you guys know that some people self-sabotage their own success because of the pressure of being unencumbered? Some people sabotage their own success because of the pressure of being unencumbered. Like for many people, and this was news to me, like it still blows my mind when I think about it as a coach after years of coaching people, it's easier for a lot of people to stay unwell than it is to be well and now be responsible for showing up for real in life. Like it's much easier to be unwell and use being unwell as an excuse not to show up on assignment, not to be obedient to what God has asked you to do, called you to do. It's much easier to be unwell. And so people will sabotage, they will self-sabotage to avoid the pressure of being unencumbered. They will self-sabotage. So that's that first camp, right? Then in the second camp, same thing, like they keep going back, excuse me, to all of the junk because it makes them happy because what would truly make them happy is too hard to do. What would truly make them happy is too difficult to do. I don't want to live here anymore. I want to relocate. I don't want to be, you know, a caregiver, a mother or a wife or whatever, all these things, everybody else. I'm ready to choose myself, but it's too hard. It's too hard to start telling other people no, right? So I'll just eat and I'll keep this weight on and I'll just drown myself in in food and television. It's called escapism, right? And so to avoid the hard work of moving out of an undesirable circumstance, they will self-sabotage to remain in that undesirable circumstance so that they don't have to address the real issue, okay? So despite what you guys think is challenging about a plant-based vegan lifestyle, I can solve all those issues for you in under an hour. It ain't what do I eat and where do I go and how do I shop? No, 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 no. It's who you have to become. That's the biggest challenge about living this lifestyle. It is the pressure of having to become who you truly are, either when you feel well enough to do so, or once you realize that now that you have all the answers to the questions you thought you had and you still can't execute, it's because you have a deep-seated emotional issue with, and you are using food. You are using food as a mask. Yeah, because here's the thing. 
This is why people's life don't look like what they know. You know how people be like, I know that already. I heard that already. I learned that years ago. Like, you know, so I'll be teaching like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know sugar, but like, yeah, like, I know I need to be drinking water. Yeah, I know I need to exercise. Like this is why most people know more than what their life looks like. If you constantly have to say, I know that already, it's because your life is not evidence of what you know. Like I really got to tell people that I know the importance of working out. Why? Because I work out. Like I really, I really have to tell somebody that I know the importance of eating right. Why? Because I look like I eat right. Like when you constantly got to explain to somebody the things that you know, it's because your life is not evidence of it. And your life is not evidence of it because even though you've collected the information, you've done all these things to hoard this information, you are unable to execute on it because you have some deep seated issues, emotional issues. In other words, just somewhere in your life where you're being disobedient and it's too hard to be obedient. And so as a result, I'm gonna keep this weight on. It's a security blanket for me. Right. I'm going to stay bound to this medication because at least, you know, if I get to distract myself with doctor's appointments and medication and, and days where I ain't feeling well and weeks where I ain't feeling well, then I don't have to deal with the real issue, which is I'm still grieving over the loss of that marriage. I'm feeling unwanted. I'm feeling unloved. I'm scared to leave a job that I absolutely loathe. Right. I'm scared to tell my partner or my friend. or I'm, I'm scared to address that uncomfortable topic in this particular relationship with this friend, with this family member, with a mate, whatever. I'm, a, I'm afraid to address that stuff. Right. And so I, I can't let go of this food. I can't do what I know because I'm too stretched. I'm too thin emotionally. Right. I'm too unfulfilled. I'm too confused about what I'm supposed to be doing. This is the hardest part about living a plant-based lifestyle. It's either going to reveal to you what your real issue is, or it's going to force you to show up and be great. And both issues are very uncomfortable for people, extremely uncomfortable for people. And I see it every time. And don't nobody, it ain't no third camp. There's no middle ground. There's no gray area. Everybody falls in one or two. You either come in out the gate and you go crazy because you don't have no deep-seated emotional issues. You just have literally a gap in your information. Oh, Lisa, I really thought yogurt was healthy. I thought, you know, I thought coconut sugar was okay. And when they come into farm a table and we teach them why it isn't, they're like, oh, it's gone. I ain't got to touch it no more. Like them people, they come in and they go crazy on everything we say and they feel amazing. But then, but then they have that pressure of obedience on them and they realize, yo, I'm really lazy. I actually got the creativity and the mental clarity to write a book now and I'm still not doing it. I'm still not doing it. Yeah, them people, that, that's a hard pill to swallow. That's a hard pill to swallow. And then the other people, we tell them everything. They come in and they still fumble the ball because they are so unhappy. They can't execute. And I used to take this personal as a coach. I used to be like, damn it, I'm teaching my butt off. Like I study, I've put in 10,000 hours learning this information. I've been a coach for years. I'm like, I put together a fire program. We got a fire curriculum. We got receipts because I was fooled by the people that come in and get it done. I'm like, what's the difference between I'm teaching the same information to these people, right? I'm taking them through the same protocol. What's the difference between this group of people who come in and go crazy on it and become like our star pupil and they testimonials are all over our website. And what's the difference between this person over here who at the end of the program is like, I, I just lost six pounds and I just, you know, I feel a little better, but, and I'm like, ah, and you know, I'm gonna tell you how I discovered this. I'm gonna tell you how I discovered this before I let y'all go. Cause I didn't even mean to be on her this long. How I discovered this was actually by creating my mastermind. So I have a mastermind where I take graduates of our plant-based coaching program and I take them and they, they go to a higher level with me where we mastermind and we really unpack their limiting beliefs you know, their issues with themselves and, and like what's going on. Like 
I believe in radical obedience. So the mastermind is designed to help somebody start living a life of radical obedience. Where are you fumbling the ball and in what area of your life? And, and so across our mastermind, it's career, it's relationships, and it's the relationship to their self. Like I feel not enough. I don't think I'm good enough. I'm not strong enough, all of that, right? And so those are the type of things we address in the mastermind. And my mastermind helped me see this. I was like, once we started unpacking what their true issues are, that is when their health started really like, because they already know what to do. I'm like, why can't they do consistently what they know to do? And it was because they had issues in certain areas of their lives that were being completely unaddressed because of the fear of it all. You know, because of the fear of it all, because of feelings of inferiority and all of this stuff. And once we started being able to get in front, it became, once we got in front of that, it became so much easier, you know, not to eat the meat. It became so much easier to do the exercise. It became so much easier to drink the water because I'm like, they know everything to do. There must be a missing piece here. So my mastermind revealed this second camp to me because I'm like, we got this first camp of people who go crazy with it, right? They all on videos giving us testimony. Lisa is the best coach on the planet. Farmer table was the best money I ever spent. I'm like, dang, but what's up with this group of people? And I realized, right? And that's over the years how I came to understand the difference between teaching and coaching because I'm teaching everybody the same information. But coaching is different because coaching is all about addressing somebody's objections and limiting beliefs to doing what you already taught them. (laughs) Like I already taught you this information. So why can't you stop eating that sugar, right? And now realize it's because sugar is not the problem. It's your answer. The question is, what a good coach wants to know is the answer to what? The answer to what? That's what a good coach wants to know. Because I'm like, the chicken ain't that good. I mean, it's good, but it ain't that good. It, like, I'm like, why does cheese got a hold on them? You know, why does fried food got a, why these potato chips got a hold on them? Like, I couldn't put two and two together until I started evolving, not just as a teacher, but as a coach. And I realized, oh, I get it. Yeah, they're literally going into a place that they despise every day for 40 hours a week. Like, how how are they going to come home and not eat chips? That's the first piece of joy they get at 6 p.m. Lord. And so I had to start coaching them and helping them to move into a place of of fulfillment starting at 9 a.m. instead of 6 p.m. Like, no, you can wake up and be fulfilled. You ain't got to wait till 6 p.m. till you get back home to that bag of chips and that bowl of candy. Like, okay, I got it now. No, no, a tub of ice cream. No, no, no. We can start being fulfilled at 9 a.m. when we start our day. We don't have to wait till 6 p.m. And so that's what they needed to be coached. It needs to be coached through having the courage to create an exit strategy from circumstances that no longer serve them and now they could eat right. That was the second camp of people. So that deep-seated emotional stuff. So that's the hardest part about the adaptation of a plant-based lifestyle is being forced to face who you need to become. That's it. But you're going to fall in one of those two camps. So you decide which camp is for you and then you make a decision on what you need to do. Or you can come on over to Farm the Table. I'll tell you what camp you fall in and then we'll do the work together. Yeah, because once I see where you are, I can just, I'm like, oh, I got it. This is the conversation we need to have. You know what I mean? So listen, I want you guys to know, like, if you feel like you're being called or pulled towards a more plant-based lifestyle, like eating animal products, maybe what you're learning or even what you're feeling after you eat it, isn't resonating with you anymore and you really want to explore this lifestyle more um, and you need coaching to do that, then I invite you to apply because it is one of the, no, it is probably the most important and powerful decision I've ever made in my personal health. Like when I told you guys I was in the first camp, like out the gate, I got rid of the animal products, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, my brain is insane. I'm writing a book right now. Like I'm running companies. I develop curriculum and having the creativity and the mental clarity to be able to do that is absolutely amazing. But 
I had to also face like, whoa, I have like I feel the moments where I have to push myself through discomfort because doing the work, I just don't feel like it. Like, you know, sometimes I just don't feel like doing the work. And I love how I have like, dang, Lisa, you have no excuse. You feel good enough to do this. Like you're thinking clear, like you got ideas. You now just have to package them. Right. And so that is the personal development work I had to do because I'm in camp one. I'm like, man. Right. So getting on top of being an executor, becoming a finisher. Right. Like ladies, Lisa, you got to study or, you know, to this day, um, y'all ain't asked for this, but <laughs> you know, what's one thing I have to push through a lot that. I think everything else I, I got, like right now, I like I can get up and I can execute. But you guys know the one thing that I still have to push through is practicing for my speaking engagements. Like when I have speaking engagements, what I know is that because speaking and, and like communication is a gift for me, like I think I'm really good at, at it pretty like effortlessly, not not effortlessly, but like it, it's easier for me than most. Like I, I think I'm really articulate and I think it's very easy for me to like hear concepts or come up with idea that I want to articulate to an audience. And it's it's fairly easy for me to develop the wording and the examples and the anecdotes and the nuances that's going to string the point together to make it land for the audience. Like, I think I'm pretty good at that. And because I'm pretty good at that, in the past, I haven't really like practiced or rehearsed if I had a speaking engagement. Now I find today, that's one of the hardest things for me to do. It's so challenging. Like in the past several months, I've had several speaking engagements and I know no matter how good you are at something, when you are in practice and when you rehearse, you're going to be even better, even though it's naturally easy for you. And even to this day, when I got a speaking engagement come up and I've outlined my talk and I've outlined what I wanted to say and share, and I really want to like make it good. I know like, Lisa, you got to rehearse this. you got to rehearse this. I'll be walking around my house, like kicking stuff. I don't feel like it. Like, I don't feel, I don't know why I hate it so much, <laughs> but like I can sit down and write my book every week. I can sit down and do curriculum for my students. Sometimes the slides be irritating, but it's something about rehearsing for my speaking engagements that still get on my damn nerve, but I still force myself to do it. You want to know why? Because I'm in camp one. I have no excuse. I don't be tired, y'all. I don't be like, I'm not chronically fatigued. Like the ideas are coming to me. Like I be having the ideas in my, I don't have any creative block. I don't have writer's block. I don't have any of that. I literally just don't be feeling like doing it. And I have to push through procrastination. I have to push through laziness. I have to push through iron in a mood. And so I'm in camp one. Like I am forced to show up because I my health is not a liability. It's an asset, right? And it's crazy. I'm like, why is this still a challenge? And I'm gonna have many more speaking engagements coming up. And I'm like, Lisa, you gotta figure out a way to start enjoying doing this. And it's probably because I have witnessed myself do pretty good on stage without rehearsal. And so now that I feel like if I want to go to the next level, I need to rehearse. It's irritating because it's not something that's even hard for me naturally. But I know I'm better when I'm practiced. I know I'm better when I'm practiced. And so that's probably why it's so challenging is that I'm not that bad when I'm not practiced. Right. But if I really want to operate out of a spirit of excellence, then I got to push through that desire to not rehearse. You know what I mean? And so those of you who can relate to Camp One. I need you to understand that now that your health is not a, a liability and it is truly an asset, you are responsible for leveraging your health to show up out of a spirit of excellence, not just be good. But if you know you're healthy enough to do better, you should be doing your best and you should show up out of a spirit of excellence every single time. And for that second camp, those of y'all who just can't put that sugar and that potato chips and that cheese down, I'm telling you right now, there's an emotional underpinning. Don't ask another person, myself included, 
about what to eat instead of chicken or how do I prepare? Like, how do I cook this without oil? That's not your issue. That's not your issue. What you really need to be unpacking is your true emotional attachments to the circumstances in your life that you are unhappy with. And that's what needs to truly be addressed. I'm telling you right now. And if you need somebody to coach you through that and unveil that for you, you need to apply for Farm to Table. I got you. Now, I'm not the easiest coach, right? I'm going to reveal these things to you and I'm going to ask you what we're going to do about them. (laughs) So if you're down for that type of coaching, (laughs) then apply for Farm to Table. If not, if you want somebody to come up, help you just figure out a water schedule, right? Just set an alarm to drink your water at 12 and three and six. And that's going to be a solution to you not drinking the water. Go on to that coach. That ain't me. We ain't about to sit here and be like, okay, just set alarms for it. Because that ain't your issue. You know damn well you're supposed to be drinking that water. Let's get to the real root of the issue. Why you prefer alcohol instead all day, every day. Like, let's get to the issue of what the wine is doing for you. I had a client recently. We was trying to get to the issue of her wine drinking. Because I'm like, yo, I done told you to give up this sugar. I done told you. And I told you the sugar alcohols and the alcohol is called sugar alcohol. I'm like, the sugar in there is sabotaging our progress here. What's happening? And we, after some conversation, we revealed that she started relying on alcohol during the pandemic when she was feeling really lonely. And that habit followed her into the post-pandemic. And we had to address issues of loneliness. I don't need to like send you a text message. This is your coach. Put the glass of wine down. No, this is your coach. Are you feeling lonely today and why? What do we need to do to get that feeling of connectivity back for you? Right. And I ain't about to knock the wine out your hand because that ain't your issue. You see what I'm saying? So this is the type of coaching y'all need. All right. We're addressing the wrong issue. We're addressing the wrong issue. I'm not about to give you no frou-frou meal plan. I don't do that over here. Like you knew you weren't supposed to eat that. I I do not believe in I didn't eat right because I wasn't prepared. Really? You mean to tell me you went through that drive through just because you ain't meal prep yesterday? Get out of here with that nonsense. You didn't go through that drive through Popeye's churches. McDonald's KFC just because you didn't prep your meals the night before. Good decisions are not predicated on preparation. What? Good decisions are predicated on non-negotiables and core values. I don't care how much I didn't prep. I'm not going to hit McDonald's. So stop giving me them excuses. So you need to understand what your true issue is. I can't believe we still on that. Like I ain't eat right because I wasn't prepared. You prepare with non-negotiables. You don't prepare by packing a lunch. Okay. You ain't about to go the rest of your life with packed lunches. You mean to tell me every time you don't pack a lunch, you about to eat a cheeseburger? What? (laughs) What? No, you ate that nonsense because it's the only source of happiness you got because you refuse to go home and and tell your spouse or your partner you refuse to go to that job. You refuse to write that letter of resignation. You refuse to get to the root of why you still you still grieving over over the loss of that that business, the loss of that marriage, the loss of that of your mom or dad. Like you still like get out of here. I'm not fooled by this nonsense. I am not food. I'm not about to sit here to, about to tell you how to meal prep for seven days so you can eat right for seven days. What are we going to do on the eighth day? We're going to address the emotional. We're going to get in therapy on the eighth day. That's what we're going to do. Well, I'm still on here at 41 minutes. Bye, y'all. I got to go. I'll be getting myself hyped. <laughs> why why I'll be so upset. <laughs> anyway, this is what years of coaching has taught me, that there's those two camps. And for those two camps, that is the hardest part about a plant-based lifestyle. I hope this was helpful. Until next time, y'all. Bye. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, 
a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need the plant protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.